TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. David Olson, when I do that visual for you, proper fundamentals, my friend. Left hand directly behind the ball, elbow underneath the ball, the guide hand frozen on the side. Extension, follow through, make sure you stick the follow through, elevate off your legs. Proper technique, fundamentals is what it's all about, my friend. David Olson, our producer, on the other side of the glass, giving me strange looks as he typically does. And we do want to welcome everybody. Two guys at a mic, talkzone.com. Back at you. Beautiful Thursday here. Our fine show emanating out of the fine show of Chicago, the fine city of Chicago. We're off and running, or at least into a slight jog. How many out there, David? Speaking of slight jogs, but you got to throw some kudos. I'm going to go 80% compliment and 20% are you completely nuts? To the people that jog in the winters in Chicago, there's not many out there, but you do see a few. And, and boy, again, it's 80%. I fully respect their love of the game. Yeah, it's dedication. Yeah, but there is, there's a fine line <laughs> between dedication and insanity when it's, uh, first of all, it's not healthy for the lung. We have to check with our uh, in-studio doctor, Dr. Rash in the back, but, but I think of the cold weather. When you're breathing that heavily for the joggers, I don't. I think you can do a little burnage to the lungage, which you're trying to do the exact opposite of as a runner. And then you got the slippery ground. I know a lot of guys who have broken ankles or uh, you know fallen down jogging in the ice. So again, it's uh, yeah. That, that, that's why they put treadmills in health clubs. You would think so, but there's a certain bravado. There's a certain uh, you know look at me. When cars are passing by and you're out there jogging in the cold winter, I, again, 80% respect for those people and 20% they're completely nuts. But at any rate, uh, we are TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic. We'll be talking a lot of NFL football today, Bears and Packers. That's the big talk here in Chicago, and I think nationally as well. But let us not forget the Pittsburgh and the Jets, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the New York Jets as well. we got college basketball talk. We'll get off the sports page, talk a little politics and other issues as well. Let's welcome in my uh, good partner via the telecommunicative phone lines. He is up. He's alive. He's well. He's fired up. He's energetic. He is. The big dog, Joel Radwanski. Joel, how are you? Uh, doing very well, Coach. And I, I hate to tell you, but I think I fall into that 20% of people because I only jog when it's really, really cold out. Okay. Because, you know, I'm all about burning fat and, and burning calories and all that stuff. And, yep. and what, what people don't know, if you want to lose weight, I always see people wear, oh, I'm wearing like five sweatshirts and a and a hefty bag trying to get that sweat out of me. Well, <laughs> well, people don't realize, yeah, you, you burned a bunch of sweat and, uh, you know, you lost 10 pounds in, in water weight, but as soon as you drink something, your body retains the water and you didn't really burn as many calories as if you would if you did it when you were really cold. You, the colder the, you, the area you are that you work out, the more calories you burn, mm-hmm. the more fat you'll burn. Well. So, no, that's true, Coach. Yeah, it is we true. Can but... in, you can sit here and argue all that stuff, but... The reason why I run, I will actually go jogging when it's cold out is because your body will burn more glucose yeah. 
and then you'll be burning more fat. So if it's freezing out, yeah. I'll go out there and just like shorts and a t-shirt when it's like zero out, well, and I'll run a couple, like right. a mile or two. Now, first of all, we're going to be hearing later in the show from our in-studio doctor, Dr. Rash, in the back, so he'll be the one to settle yeah, he, this. He's and the he, one saying that Chris Harris isn't yes. going to play with a hit pointer. He's Come still on. he's still very upset with you for. Uh, Reneging on his expertise yesterday, but Dr. Rash in the back, we'll talk about him in a little bit. Uh, you, I'm sure you're right about the weight loss, and people think when they're sweating that, you know, oh, oh I'm losing a lot of weight. Well, it is. It's water weight, and you're going to gain it right back. You're right there. But the problem with your theory, though, is, Big Dog, is it doesn't matter how good you look or how little you weigh if you've got pneumonia and you possibly pass away because of it. So, if you're out there in short sleeves and t-shirts today, yeah, you'll lose you'll lose more weight than you will with five sweatshirts, but you'll have pneumonia and you'll be in the hospital and you'll lose a lot more weight eating hospital food. No, that that's totally true. Though, if you really <laughs> do want to burn some weight, yeah. get pneumonia and go to the hospital. Seriously, yes. nothing. And, and and you don't even have to exercise. No. And plus, you you know you'll have uh, yep. some woman from the Philippines taking care of you for a mm-hmm. couple of weeks. You know that's not yeah. bad. Coach. It's a it's a it's a it's a proven weight loss technique. Mm-hmm. Not exactly desirable, but it is proven, guaranteed. Um, now, if you end up with pneumonia and you end up at McNeil Hospital, you'll end up with a Philippine nurse named Moonlit. Really? They can carry you. It's not bad, coaches. If you're going to get pneumonia, you want to go to McNeil. Things could be worse. Things could be worse. How's that for a little advice? Three minutes into the show, and already we're giving some educational advice out there. Nobody wants pneumonia, but if you're going to get it, McNeil Hospital and Moonlit is the place to go. No, Moonlit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. it's amazing how much one letter can make a difference, huh? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So. <laughs> all right, are you really the guy jogging outside there? You probably just do it to look cool for all of the females passing by, you know. Well, Here I, mean, I, I don't Mr. have to. I don't have to worry about females anymore. I, that's that's really the least of my worries. But Uh-oh. no, I do it just for the simple fact that I I realize that your body burns much more energy mm-hmm. when it's when you're totally freezing out. So. Uh, like, trust me, if you when you are sweating, that is your body burning calories. Don't don't get me wrong, people. But if you're just putting on five sweatshirts so you can sweat more, that's not helping you whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You actually have to burn the energy. So when you, it's really 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 cold out, your body burns more glucose, which means that you get all the sugar out of mm-hmm. your muscles faster, which means your body will then start burning I, fat. I, I keep quicker. telling. So I keep, keep telling anybody people. out there really trying to burn lose weight, don't wear five sweatshirts. You know, into the gym, wear just normal clothing. Five sweatshirts and a hefty bag. Yeah, though the hefty yeah. bag always. Yeah, that, yeah, that's always a good look, coach. David, hopefully Happy. there's hopefully there's no YouTube video, but Joel is famous a couple of times, not often, but occasionally he'll go out with no clothes and just a hefty bag on for protective covering. And again, I hope there's no YouTube uh, videos of that, Joel. But you know, it was a unique thing to do, and uh, I think you got paid rather handsomely from the hefty bag company, did you not? No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Please go find those YouTube. It's, it's not on YouTube anymore, but you, if you go to a .net, heftybag.net, <laughs> three ninety nine uh, for a fifteen minute clip. Coach. You'll, you'll find a picture of Jonathan Winters and then one of you running naked, wearing nothing but a hefty bag. Yes, coach. It's a great look. Great hey, look. I want to remind everybody it was really cold. <laughs> oh goodness! Making the rare transition from running outside to running on a foot. Field, big dog. Let us talk a little Green Bay Packers, Chicago Bear folks out there. You want to check in, uh, trash talk a little bit, talk educationally, talk with some humor, whatever on Bears, Packers, Steelers, Jets, anything in the world of sports. We're right here for you. 888-463-6748. 888-463-6748. Transitioning from running outside, big dog, to running on the soldier field turf.
Um, is it an advantage for the Chicago Bear players now? Are they going to have the right cleats? Uh, a little advantage for them because they played on this field? And how much of a disadvantage? Or do you think the Packers will be able to adjust to it? Yeah, it's a slight, slight, slight advantage. Uh, the only slight advantage that they're going to have is that the Packers will be a little bit concerned about it in mm-hmm. pregame warm-ups when they're trying the cleats on. You know, the, the Bears know which cleats they're going to wear. They don't have to worry about that. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so the, the Packers, instead of totally being worried about making sure they're warm, making sure their timing is right, all that other stuff, they do have the right cleats. And the, other than that, no. Because yeah. they're going to figure it out, and by the second play of the game, they'll have the right cleats on, Coach. Mm-hmm. So, the, the, the ability to make cuts is obviously a, a key. Not just for the wide receivers, the defensive backs. It's true for the pass rushers, so... You can say it's not going to be much a factor, but, boy, if you don't have the right traction, it basically uh, takes all of your strength, all of your athletic ability, Big Dog, and it renders you, I won't say useless, but it definitely uh, takes a chink out of your athletic uh, armor. Hey, uh, Coach, you're six foot three, uh, 137 pounds. Six, two and a half, 198. Thank you. Okay, well, if you get yourself the right footing and you put Brian Erlacher on a pair of skates, yep. you would knock Brian Erlacher over. No question. Yeah, I mean, so your footing is it's gigantic. Your footwork, and, and it's not just the cleats you wear. It's keeping your feet up underneath your hips. Mm-hmm. So that, that's something that you have to do. You have to stay low and, 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 and play with good foot, footwork. So it's not just the feet, the cleats that you're wearing. It's how you run on that uh, mm-hmm. that treacherous surface. All right, point spread is stayed at three and a half points. Still a lot of love for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Still a little, not a lot, but a little disrespect for the uh, Chicago Bears nationally. I know David Olson, our producer, taking that as a personal insult as a Chicago Bear fan. I actually tend to think it's legitimate. Don't forget tomorrow we'll make our Beat the Schmoes football picks. Football Friday here, Big Dog. Not too many football Fridays left, Big Dog. The season winding down. Uh, I worry about you when football is over. I, you know, you might be... Wandering the streets aimlessly in just a hefty bag. Yeah, yeah, Coach. And I'm worried about it, too, because yep. this is a little bit different of a year. Because you're talking about at this point of the season, where we're at right now is like an average guy in a relationship with an absolutely stunning, perfect woman. Okay, what, Wait, well, who are we talking about now? You or the we're Bears? We're talking about Chicago Bears fans. Okay, very good. Okay, because here we are right now, a week from today, we are either going to be totally elated, everything is right with the world, or we're going to feel like we just got kicked in the grueling. Yep. Okay, Coach? Because there is – if the Bears lose this game, as much fun as we're having <laughs> now and as, as, as joyous as this is, do you really want to lose to the Packers? You know, I don't have a hatred for the Packers uh, like you, you would think I would. I really – I have a respect for that organization. I love these games. They're huge. And I want to beat them out of, like, respect because that is like the – I don't know. I just always had a respect for the Green Bay Packers. I don't have it for the Vikings. I have a genuine hate for them. Okay. But still, I do not want the Bears losing to them and having them go to the Super Bowl. It's, it's Right now, it's like I'm totally loving this. That couldn't be, couldn't be better as a football fan. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I feel this way a week from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right in that analogy, and you're right in that as excited as we are now, if they do lose – Assuming they don't play a great game and get snake bit by a referee's call or maybe a phenomenal Packers play, if we do lay at least a little bit of an egg, a lot of the feel good. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think this will be the uh, this will be the the epilogue 
to the chapter of 2010-11 football will be that the Bears were lucky, they were fortuitous for a good part of the season, but they finally faced a good team in a playoff situation and got beat. So this one game will make a big difference on how this season is looked on. You know, yeah, we always talk about that, Coach. Uh, Like, uh, if you think about it this way, uh, two teams that were one and done in the playoffs this year won the Kansas City Chiefs. They had a successful season. Without question, the Chiefs had a successful season. The New England Patriots, they were one and done in the playoffs. They didn't have a successful season whatsoever. Mm -hmm. They had an extremely disappointing season, if you consider how good they were, and then losing in the playoffs. So for the Bears, if, if the Bears got this far, go to the NFC Championship game, and lose to the Cowboys or lose to the Giants. It would be like, you'd, I wouldn't be, because, you know, I've always, I thought this was a really good team. But in Chicago, we'd be like, oh, you know what? They outperformed themselves. They had a quality season. All of a sudden, it's the Packers. It totally rewrites exactly what a successful season is, mm-hmm. whether or not when they're in the NFC Championship game. It, it's funny how, uh, like, seasons can change and attitude can change on your season as it goes on. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, well, they only just like you, just like you said, coach. Well, they only beat the Seahawks. They had a losing record in in their playoff win, and then yeah. they they lose to the Packers, yeah. who they had beat in the regular season. And the fact that you know just about every team we played this year seemed to have their quarterback injured. They had a backup. We had unbelievably few injuries this year. I call that luck. Call it great training. Whatever it is, uh, just a lot of pieces fell into place. And if we do lay an egg against the Packers, I think a lot of the feel good will be taken away. Let's hope that's not the case, but um, I think. That will be the reaction. Lots of different angles on the game, Big Dog. Our uh, brand-new um, assistant intern, he is not a full intern yet. He's hoping to get a full job as an intern, Melvin Chateau. And please be careful how you pronounce Melvin's last name. Melvin? Is he a Shiite? Huh? Is he a Shiite? Uh, no. No, but thank you for asking. Melvin Chateau, our intern, telling us that the referee, this is a little bit interesting. You look for all little tidbits and sidelines of the game. The referee. The head ref for the game is going to be Terry McCauley. He was the ref big dog back in week three or four when the Bears-Packers played and the Packers had 19 penalties called on them. Might not mean anything, but it's a little interesting sidelight, and I want to thank assistant intern Melvin Chateau. I, I, I like that, Coach. <laughs> yeah, that, that, That's good insight right there. And you know what? A lot of Packer fans have, have made a lot of think about that. Oh, How can you call 18 penalties against the Packers? Because they were tackling Julius Peppers. I mean, that was it was pathetic. Beluga was, I mean, he had more tackles than Erlacher did that day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's they deserve to have all those penalties called on them that day. So it's uh, gonna be a little weird for right tackle Brian Beluga, by the way, because he's a Chicago guy. Is he really? Oh yeah, played up in the Fox. Like I announced a couple of his high school games. I'm gonna forget what high school, but he's definitely a Chicago dude. So he probably grew up rooting for the Bears, and here he is in a Packers uniform. I'm sure the Beluga family probably big Bears fans. But, Big Dog, if your son's playing on a team, I would assume blood is thicker than sports love. Uh, you coach, think the, the Balaga family rooting for the Bear or rooting for the Packer? When when my godson, and I'm telling this straight up right now, of any 8-year-old kid on the planet, if there's one that has a chance to play in the NFL, it's my godson. I do realize how what a long shot it is and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. the kid's projected to be about six foot five. Wow. Okay? Right now he's a head taller than everybody in his class, and what? he's the fastest kid, most athletic kid in the class. How when old I is go he? to baseball practices with my brother, he makes him run and stuff. He's 15, 20 yards ahead of all these kids. It's, it's unbelievable. So and he's eight years old? He's eight years old. What is he, in like so preschool? Did they hold him back three years? Is that why he's so far ahead of everybody <laughs> in his class? Well, he's in third grade now. Okay, oh, wow. And the sixth graders, 
the sixth graders in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. they all have him play quarterback because he's got the best arm in the neighborhood. All right. So, like, you have no idea how rough I am on this kid. Uh-huh. Like, normally, oh, you must love your God son. No, I beat the cra- – every time mm-hmm. I see him, I'm slamming him on the ground and beating him up a little bit. I'm feeling so like in the not-too-distant future, possibly a agent job for the big dog. Well, no, no, my brother will handle that. Well, I'll handle other stuff. I'll handle the training and all that other crap. Uh-huh. So let right. my brother handle the money, trust I me. I thought you'd make a great uh, sports agent. Uh, by the way, one of our, our fine listeners uh, was talking to me a couple days ago, Glenview Jack, and telling me where he read in the paper that uh, the agent for, I don't know if it was Alex Rodriguez or one of these big-name guys, big-name agents, and the quote was, the representative for the agent will make an announcement tomorrow. And he like and, and, and he did pause. He said, "Wait a minute, the representative for the agent." So now agents have their own representatives. Big dog, they've gone big time. Well, that, that makes sense, Coach. Like if you're Scott Morris well, yeah. or if you're somebody like that, you, you have such a huge, <laughs> huge company that yeah. maybe you can't make all I the. I guess it's just it's a little ironic because technically the agent is your representative. So now the representative's got a representative. Pretty wow. soon we'll have a whole house of representatives. All right, 888-463-6748. By the way, Big Dog, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of two things. Two things in the Green Bay Packers, Chicago Bear hype, Chicago style. One is the articles in the paper about the divided families. You know, oh, so-and-so is a Green Bay fan, and so-and-so is a Packer fan, and here are the kids. You know, maybe one story was cute. The 15th one is getting a little obnoxious. And number two, the Packer and Wisconsin jokes are getting old. Well, no, 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 they're not, Coach. Not the new ones. The ones that I've heard already, yes, I agree with you. But the new ones, no. Give me a new one that we haven't heard of. Um, okay, let me think it here for a second. Uh, I mean, there's been a lot of ones yeah. that I've heard. I agree with you. One that right. you've heard already, and then, yeah, not good. And they are funny, but at some point, it, it's like rubbing it in, rubbing it. We got a couple of Chicago jokes, by the way. Oh, let me hear the Chicago one. Melvin Chateau. And uh, Melvin, he's a Chicago Bear fan. Don't kid yourself, but he rightfully so. We gave him a little assignment. And, you know, I don't know if with the Packer jokes here in Chicago, we're just, you know, dishing out all the cruel, uh, albeit pretty funny, <laughs> Wisconsin and and uh, uh, Packer jokes and fat women jokes and all that good stuff. But it's really some of it in sport taste. And it's been overdone. But, uh, yeah, Melvin gave us a couple here. Uh, what's orange and sleep six? What's that, Coach? A streets and sanitation truck. If we can dye the river, if we can, die, if we can, if we in Chicago can dye the river green for one day, why can't we dye it blue for the other 364? That's a good question, actually. The Pope, Dalai Lama, and Mayor Daly are stuck out in the water on a lifeboat. Lord knows how they get there. That's probably another joke. Okay, and they've only got enough food or water for one person to make it more than a day, and they realize it. So the three of them, all three very intelligent, philosophical people, realize that only one of the three is going to live. They decide, hey, we got to take a vote. Only you know, at least one of us will make it. And guess who wins the vote? Mayor Daly. Mayor Daly, six to two. Thank you very much. All right, what? Uh, <laughs> this is a little shaky. David Olson might cut this one out, but what three streets in Chicago rhyme with vagina? Oh, I know this one, Coach. Polina, seventeen hundred block, that would be seventeen hundred west. Uh, Melvina and Lunt. <laughs> I'm glad you said it, not me. Anyhow, yeah. my aunt told me that joke. By the way, really? Yes, my aunt. Wow. Is that that's not uh, Aunt Aunt Niemi? 
Yes, it's Auntie Naomi. Really? Auntie Naomi, excuse me. Auntie oh, Naomi. Boy. I've who, been calling her Auntie Naomi lately, and she's it, getting all upset. If you're new to the broadcast during the Chicago Blackhawks Stanley Cup run last year when Auntie Naomi was a uh, you know poster boy here and a godchild here in the city of Chicago, she thought everybody was talking about her, your beloved Auntie Naomi. Yes, yes. and wow. uh, She told you that joke, huh? Yeah, yeah. She's. Uh, and she, I've never heard her swear, which is the fun. That's why it was so funny, <laughs> Coach. Oh, goodness. So many sidelines on the game. Big Dog, you got some news and notes over there. And, again, don't make your pick now. Beat the Schmoes. Football Friday tomorrow. But uh, uh, any other research topics, any other angles on this Bear Packer game that maybe some of our listeners uh, have not thought of or not aware of just yet? Well, it's – Coach, I don't think there's anything to – you know, it's, it's kind of strange. It's kind of cliche also, but it's totally true. These teams know each other so well. How are you going to come up with something new about this particular matchup? I mean, I mean, the, the Packers have been banged up all year. The Bears are healthy. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, the Packers have a great pass rush. The Bears have had horrible pass protection, but all of a sudden, you know, that's starting to, you know, to be a little bit better. Actually, a, a lot better. The only bad game they've had in the last eight was against the Bears. I mean, against the Packers in, in Week 17. I don't know where else to go. You know, I guess it's only like predictions. Who's going to be, you know, like the the guy that nobody's looking around for that is going to end up making big plays? And, got my guy. And you know, nobody, no one's really talking about Matt Forte. I, I, I think nationally, people are sleeping on him, coach, and and don't really realize how good of a running back the Bears have. And you know what? I think he's really fresh. If you if you consider. The fact that um, this kid hasn't really carried the ball all that much this year, I, I, I think that the Bears have a big advantage. And the best player on the field nobody's talking about is Matt Forte. Yeah, so, he, had a, he had a great uh, rookie year, bad year last year, and this year uh, when given the chance, when given the opportunity, he's been uh, solid, better than mm-hmm. solid. I'm not going to say spectacular, but he's been very, very good. I got uh, my pick to click, and it's always interesting to see who's going to be that surprise player. My pick to click, Big Dog, you're close. It's not Forte. It's a guy that's even more well-rested than Matt Forte, and he showed signs of breaking out last week. I think your pick to click player, Minnesota Viking Chester Taylor. I, I hope you're right, Coach. That would be really, really nice. That that 11-carry, 44-yard game he had yep. last week against the Seahawks, and he converted a lot of third and twos. You know, uh, He converted by the goal line. Yeah, I don't. I don't care what your stats are. Hopefully, you know the Forte has 100 yards. Chester Taylor has 65. I want to know what they did in the in the short yardage conversion time. Did they mm-hmm. get the, the first down? Did they hang on to the football? Did they pick up blocks as running back? Yeah. Um, you're exactly right. Chester Taylor having that big 44 yard game yeah, uh, against it, the Seahawks was nice. It wasn't just the 11 carries. It wasn't just the 44 yards. It was the way he ran. We've seen it a couple times this year, but we saw. The Chester Taylor of the Minnesota Vikings, uh, you know, when he was good. And we're not talking all pro, we're not talking best in the biz, but when Chester Taylor's on, he can definitely be a cog. And right now the Packers, I'm sure, aren't concentrating on him. So uh, he could be an X-Factor. He could be an X-Factor. How about for the Green Bay Packers? uh, The the X-Factor last week was a guy I was barely familiar with. He had a heck of a game. We know all the great Packer wide receivers. Big Dog, tell us a little bit in your research about uh, Green Bay Packer tight end. Is it Jordy Nelson? It's Jordy Nelson, coach. Uh, he's he's been on the team for for a couple of years, and he's made a bunch of big plays. He never put up big numbers, but like 
He's like one of those guys that you know you you look at the end of the day and they'll have like two catches for sixty five yards, and and that that happens a lot with him. Uh, he's replaced Jermichael Finley in the lineup for the Packers, and he's had a lot of big plays. And if you're playing tight end, what ends up happening is the Bears play a lot of cover two. They play that that press three. They play a lot of cover two. And what happens in the cover two? If your tight end goes right up the middle of the field, Erlacher has that coverage. So if you see Jordy Nelson splitting the safeties, flying up the field for a big play, which he tends to do at least once a game, it was five force problem. That was mm-hmm. it was his fault that that happened. So we'll see. Okay. Now if it's up the sideline, then it's everybody else's. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I I don't see the Packers being able to take advantage of a big play with Jordy Nelson against the Bears as opposed to other teams. Now, the Bears, they might not give up big plays. What the Bears give up is the the eight-yard in all day to the wide receivers. That's all they do. Wide receiver runs, five yards, cuts in, catches the ball, and the Bears make the tackle for an eight- to 12-yard game. They do that all day long. Drives us crazy. Better. That's, that's, what, that's what's going to kill the Bears, not big plays by tight ends yeah. all over the place. So. Better this year, I will say that. Better this year. The coverage... Uh, it, it's been a problem, but those passes are not as automatic as they've been in the past. We've kidded sometimes with Lovey Smith's defense, you know, the, the cover two, the cover three, the cover one. We always kid and say, just cover somebody. Too many open receivers, third and 14, you know, 15-yard back. Cover somebody. This year, though, big dog, and it's not perfect, the coverage of the Bear defensive backs much, much better. And I will tell you this, Tim Jennings, the kid who came in as a sixth defensive back who's become the starter, he's one of the most underrated finds in all of the NFL this year. He's been outstanding. You know, that's, you're exactly right, Coach. Uh, you know, we all know about, you know, they gave Julius Peppers $90 million, and, you know, that he's played fine. I mean, not fine. He's played very well. Israel Donage, he's finally getting a chance to start. He's played awesome. You know, but the, the Tim Jennings signing, that's, that's an overlooked fact because, to be honest with you, they expected Zach Bowman to become the stud. Zach Bowman is not going to be a Chicago Bear next season. I would really be surprised. He's not that good. If Tim Jennings doesn't step up, those 15-yard passes are being completed all day long against him. And, you know, and that's a great call by you, Coach. Tim Jennings, this is this secondary is so much better this year with Tim Jennings and the addition of Chris Harris, who hopefully that hip pointer will be healthy enough. And, and uh, when he's playing out there, he ain't limping around on Sunday. He's flying around. It's some huge, huge additions, Coach, because – you know, if you're going to play uh, like kind of a soft defense, you don't want to get eaten up. You, you want to at least be tough on the outside. You know, and that's the big difference between them this year and uh, between them last year. Mm-hmm. And let us not forget Peanut Tillman. He's been outstanding as well. And they'll need to be because the Green Bay Packer passing game against the Falcons, everybody saw it, everybody watched it, everybody's heard about it. Aaron Rodgers, brilliant, but their wide receiver, boy, James Jordan had a big game. And obviously, Donald Driver. Yeah. James, who? James Jones. It's not Jordan? No. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure about it, Coach. <laughs> Donald, you know, Donald Lee. Who? Donald Lee. Donald Driver. Donald Driver, Donald Lee, Greg Jennings, Jordy Don- Nelson, James Jones. Wait, who's Donald Lee? A bunch of nobodies. They're all a bunch of nobodies. But somehow Aaron Rodgers uses all these guys and yep. just absolutely dominates. Yeah, Jordy so Nelson. I mean, Jordy, you got a name like Jordy Nelson, you should be uh, eating Cheetos sitting on the couch watching again. And uh, Jordan uh, the, the other tight end for uh, the Green Bay Packers, 
you know, everybody doesn't like something, but nobody doesn't like Donald Lee. I mean, that's seriously one of the I've, best nicknames in all of, in all never, of football right never now. Heard. Is Donna Lee his last name, or is that first and last? Or is it yeah, a nickname? Yeah, first and last. Donna? Donald Lee. Oh, Lee. Donald. I thought you said Donna Lee. Interesting. Sounds Donnelly. like no, he's he's an Irish kicker coach and a crime <laughs> boss. <laughs> Sounds like a country singer, Donnelly. By the way, speaking of country singers, David Olson, are you aware Dolly Parton in town uh, for the opening of the what is it? The play nine to five. Dolly Parton making a visit in Chicago. I saw one writer, Big Dog, that said Bill Clinton in town to support the Rahm Emanuel campaign. Dolly Parton in town to promote the nine to five. And his final line is. This cannot cannot end out good. <laughs> it's a little stick. Oh, uh, goodness. You know my favorite country song? I don't know your favorite country song, Coach. It's titled, She Was Only a Whiskey Maker, But I Loved Her Still. Oh. Thank you very much. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Oh, goodness. 888-463-6740. I don't know if I amuse anybody else out there, Big Dog, but I can amuse myself on a regular basis. Yeah, you, you amuse me. <laughs> I abuse you or amuse you? Both. Beautiful. All of a sudden, assistant intern Melvin Chateau might, this might be his first and last day on the job. Oh, goodness. All right, real quick before the break, uh, big dog, any other bear pack, all right, if we got to get the Jets and Steelers, and I do want to talk some college hoops with you with your permission. I can, I can talk bears, packers, the, the rest of this show, coach, but there's nothing pressing right now except, uh, mm. I just just to remind people that are Bears fans, let these people talk, let let the Bears be underdogs. It won't matter as soon as the ball's kicked off on Sunday. It'll be two teams with an equal chance to win a football game. Mm-hmm. Okay, well spoken, well spoken. All right, let's take a quick break. Two guys at a mic, TalkZone.com. Football expert Joel Radwanski, a guy who's played the football at the highest level except high school, college, or pro. Our football uh, analysts will talk some more when we come back. Jets and Steelers, pretty good game, Big Dog. Get some notes on that one ready. Back in a minute, TalkZone.com. Two guys, one mic. Guys and a mic. Call 888 go for it. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. One of our emailers writing in, big dog, they said they're not sure, but they think they found the video of you running, uh, jogging, wearing nothing but a hefty bag. Make sure to download it, coach. Well, their comment is they were disappointed that it was not the see-through hefty bag. It was one of those black ones. Very disappointing. Apparently, according to the photo, you've already been downloaded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I also have to be careful because you will get a virus from that. Thank you very much. By the way, speaking of Bill Clinton, I don't know if you heard or not, but uh, Monica Lewinsky. The beautiful and lovely Monica Lewinsky, very, very sick recently, big dog. Were you aware of that? No, I, I was not. What, did, not. what did she get? Not feeling well at all. She is feeling better. We did talk to her doctor. Her doctor told us she's feeling better and she should be up on her knees in no time. 
Is she really sick? <laughs> What's that? Is she really sick? No. No. Oh. We, had, we had to go a little bit of the side route, sort of like Donald Lee's tight, tight end route. We had to take the outside before we cut inside on that one. All right. 888-463-6748. Again, don't make your picks. We got Beat the Schmoes football Friday coming up tomorrow, big dog. But uh, following the Bears game, pretty good game. We find out who will be facing our Chicago Bear in the Super Bowl. It's the upstart New York Jets taking on the... Um, Pittsburgh Steelers, the Steelers, we would quietly, quietly, just a real good team all year. The Jets, not so quiet. They're the sexy team right now. They've psychologically big dog. They've knocked off New, uh, New Orleans. No, who did they knock off first game? Uh, oh, oh, uh, Indianapolis. Manning. They knocked they off win. Indianapolis. They knocked off the Patriots. Is that the momentum thing, or do you think at some point it tapers off and they come back to reality? Uh, I, I don't know, Coach. I think, well, I don't think they're, if, if when they lose this week, it's not going to be because of momentum or anything like that. They're just going to have, they're facing a, a really, really good Pittsburgh team with the best defense in football. They mm-hmm. got a quarterback with this capability. They got a, a commitment to the run. You know, I know they beat Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago. Pittsburgh was, uh, they gave up a kick return to Brad Smith on the opening play, and yep. Troy Palomalu was out of the game. Pittsburgh was in the hole the whole entire game. That's not going to happen this time. Troy Palomalu is there. That's a gigantic Troy difference. who? Palomalu. They will definitely get the game. They'll, I thought he retired like three years ago. Palomalu is still playing? Yeah, they have the greatest <laughs> defensive player in, in the league. Is still, yeah, uh, still I, yeah. love, I love throwing curveballs to the big dog when he's on a roll. Um, here, here's what I like in the Jets, too. And I saw someone allude to this. Not quite the same, but, but they kind of caught my attention with this analysis. Big Dog, I don't know if you've ever played in a softball tournament or any kind of sports team where it's a double elimination tournament. And you lose your first game or you lose your second game, so you go in the consolation bracket. But the winner of the consolation bracket gets to play the champion. Okay? See, you familiar with that kind of tournament setup? Yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. What? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. And you all of a sudden in the consolation bracket after the – getting over the initial chagrin of being there, you win a game. And then you win another game. And you win another game. And typically in the consolation bracket, you don't get any rest. You might, you know, play a game, hour rest, boom, you're back at it. I'm kind of thinking of softball more than others. But, and all of a sudden, if you can get on a roll where you win like three or four in the consolation bracket, you got to play two more, it is such an emotional high. It's such a psych, it's such a feel-good, and I almost get the feeling the New York Jets are that team that is just, you know, was almost out of it, had some disappointments late, and now, you know, a win, and a win, and an upset, and a win, and I just feel they're on such a high, I got a feeling they may come out and just blow out the Pittsburgh Steelers. Your thought? No one's going to get blown out in that game. No, the the Jets might end up playing a really, really good football game, but they are not going to blow out the Pittsburgh Steelers and Pittsburgh coach. I would really, really be surprised yeah. if that happened. Well, so. you would have been surprised if the Packers blew out Atlanta and Atlanta, too. Actually, no, to be honest with you, the Packers have the type of team that can blow somebody out. Like, I would not be, I would be really surprised if the Bears blew the Packers out, because, of, but I wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way. All right. And I, and, and I won't be surprised if, the, if Pittsburgh ends up winning this game, like, 38-14. to 14. Mm-hmm. I, I, it would really surprise me. The Jets don't seem like somebody that can just blow somebody out. Uh, not 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 at least the Steelers this weekend, Coach. So right. uh, I, I I'm 
But I will tell you this: I don't think there's ever been a better post game interview than what uh, uh, Black Bart Scott gave. Uh, I call him Black Bart. Uh, Bart Scott gave uh, Sal Palantonio this weekend of the Jets. Now he does seem like it's momentum. Do you know what I'm talking about? Please tell me you've seen the the interview, Coach. Have not. I'm writing it down. So I want to see on YouTube Bart Scott interview. It. I don't want to build it up too much, but he's basic. Uh, he basically says stuff like this: Everybody gave New England the respect. They got the 25th ranked defense in the league. We're number three. They couldn't stop a nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last line, he says, you'll see you next week. You know, he's like, basically, he said, you guys seem to play angry. Yeah, we did, is what he, he's yelling at Sal Palladonio. And then the last thing he says is, can't wait. So now uh, it's basically, can't wait is the next statement in the lexicon of sports. Can't wait. So I like that. Can't I like wait. That. So I, I've noticed everybody's been saying that this week. Mm-hmm. So, so if you hear anybody say that, they're basically just saying they're excited to play and they're ready. Okay. I like so. that. Can't wait. Short, sweet, to the point, and rather mm-hmm. uh, succinct and uh, definitive in its message. Uh, speaking of a guy who's short and succinct and definitive in his message, a coach that doesn't get talked about a lot, and I like him a lot. I'm going to guess you do too. And that's the Pittsburgh Steeler coach, Mike. Is it Timlin or it's Tomlin? It's Tomlin, coach. Yeah, very, love, very. And he had, to, uh, he had to fill in. Not fill in. He had to take over. For a near icon, and we all know that's not an easy thing to do. Mike Tomlin has continued, if not increased, the great tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, and, you know, they picked, you're exactly right, Coach, replacing a legend is very, very difficult. Yeah, I, I don't know if you call Bill Cowher a legend, but if, if, you're the, if you're a coach for a team for 16 years and you win a Super Bowl and basically you win every single year and, and you do it in like an authoritative way, yep. You're you're kind of an icon and a legend, especially if you're doing it in, in cities like Chicago or Pittsburgh or Green Bay, you know, they'll or Dallas or Washington. You do it in a city like that, they're going to remember you forever. So that's an excellent point. Mike Tomlin has come in and and did it his own way, and he's been able to win a Super Bowl. And I mean, he's going to coach there for another 15 years, coach. I mean, the Steelers are going to have three coaches between the 60s and the the 2020s, that's no joke. Seriously. I mean, Mike Timlin, how old is the guy, Coach? Like 42? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's, so, got, he's think, got a lot of, lot of coaching left in his blood. Uh-huh. Yep. So, yeah, that's, uh, they made a real nice hire there to replace Bill Cowher. By the way, the uh, Earl of Philly Cheesesteak has emailed in saying, uh, tell Big Dog there is only one legendary coach in Pennsylvania, and his name is Joe Paterno. Okay, but uh, that's from the Earl of Cheesesteaks. And uh, I think you have, you know how much I love Joe Pa, Coach. But uh, yep. I don't know. I think there might be somebody from Pennsylvania that might want to throw a name like Chuck Knoll at you. Ah, overrated. Yeah, Chuck Knoll might overrated. be Chuck, Chuck Knoll. The, the most uh, Chuck Knoll might be the most underrated coach ever in the history of overrated. Football. He was the he's the white Lovey Smith. By, by the way, I, you know, I'm sick of you bashing ah. Lovey Smith. Why don't you give Lovey Smith the credit he deserves? I'm not going to give him the credit he deserves. Since, all because he doesn't have like this intricate passing game. You have ripped Lovey Smith since he's been a Bears coach. Uh, he no. is the best Bears coach nope. they've had since George nope, Hallett. Nope, 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 nope. You're, 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 I've ripped him a little bit, but it's increased as time has gone on. When he came in, I had great hopes because our Bear coaches in past, I'm like, Goodness, between Jerron and Wanstead and Neil Armstrong and uh, 
you know, Jack Party. We were as great of organization as we are. Our coaches have been really uh, very vanilla, very bland, very boring, and very brutal, quite frankly. So I had great high hopes for Lovey Smith. I love the story of the kid coming out of uh, what Sandy, Sandy, Texas, Little Sandy, Texas, Big yeah, Sandy. I think it's Big right. Sandy. It was a great story. So, no, the first couple of years, oh, here's the soft-spoken guy. He could be the black Tom Landry, you know, soft-spoken, but his team's going to play hard. But, no, over time I saw a team that way too often didn't come out and play hard, a coach that was smug way too often and, and uh, stubborn and refused to admit when he was incorrect. And then just over time, listening to him, you never hear any strategic thoughts. And then watching him on the sidelines, coach. You don't have to yell. You don't have to scream. Coach, talk to somebody. Do any little bit of coaching instead of just standing there. That's Those are my complaints with Lovey Smith. Uh, I don't still have to disagree with you. I think he's done an excellent job as a Chicago Bear head coach. And I know I'm in the minority there, and I'll, I'll, I'll probably be uh, one of the few Lovey Smith backers. And, and I'm going to have to disagree with you. In fact, I will say that uh, there have been way too many times they didn't make adjustments, especially adjustments uh, from first half to second oh. half in games. But that team has typically been ready to play and fired up, Coach. They're, they always are even keel. All 16 games they play, they mm-hmm. typically come out the well, same way, Coach. Two, you just said two different things. Uh, even keel, yes, ready and fired up to play. I think too much of this season is in your mind, Big Dog. There's been way too many games in the past when they have been uh, absolutely inefficiently ready. I mean, embarrassingly not ready to play at the beginning of games. And, and usually I, they were totally overmatched and outmanned. No. In those games. No. And, and and the other complaint I would have with him is he picks bad coordinators, and he's stuck with bad coordinators for way too long. Ron Turner, again, I like Ron Turner as a person. Very nice guy. I hate to ba- I'm not going to bash him as a person, but as an offensive coordinator, he was not an NFL O coordinator. We were stuck with him for five or six years. An inefficient offense. Anyhow, let's get off which, of that. Were... Which, which guy did you just say? I'm sorry, Coach. Ron Turner. Which... One, of my, one of my many complaints with Lovey Smith is he does not pick good coordinators, and, and especially offensive guys. What did we have? John Shoops? Oh, the, Terry O'Shea, the, the, well, and then yeah, we stuck Shoup, with... Shoup was a, was a Dick Turan guy. Yeah. So, you know, right. the, 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 what do you call it, the guy before uh, Ron Turner that brought in Jonathan Quinn from... Uh, mm. that, that, he got rid of him after one year. Okay. Oh, so whoever right. we had in all four was gone. That was Terry, in one year. I can't, Terry, Terry Shea, Shea or Terry O'Shea. I'm still not sure if there was an O. We all when we watched his there offense, we all no said, "Oh, in that guy's name." <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Good point. All right, I'm going to bring up to you here real quick. Uh, again, our phone number here. You want to check in? Bears, Packers talk, NFL talk, sports talk, and more. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. Feel free to dial it in. Eleven lines open. If you want to try to squeeze in. Two of the most uh, uh, forgotten people when we when we analyze big matchups, and though, uh, two of the most important positions, they're field goal kickers, and here's one that people forget, Big Dog, the backup quarterback. Talk real quick about who the kickers might be and who are the backup quarterbacks who I remind everybody are one hit away from going front and center in a championship game and trying to lead your team to the Super Bowl. Well, I don't think there's a doubt right now uh, that the, the Bears have uh, an advantage in the kicking game, not only from uh, Robbie Gold, but in their return men, which are Devin Hester and, and Daniel Manning. Mm-hmm. They definitely have over Mason Crosby and whoever the Packers have returning back there. 
Bears have a huge, huge advantage there. Yep. And uh, when it comes to, to backup quarterbacks, well, Matt Flynn, the kid that won the national championship for LSU, is the Packers' mm-hmm. uh, backup quarterback who played really well in his start against the New England Patriots that they lost. But I, I, I don't know who's backing up for the Bears, and I'm hoping it's Caleb Haney, and hopefully we don't have to see him, and it's not Todd Collins. But I'm not exactly sure on the depth chart who I is think, the Bears' uh, quarterback. I think Todd Collins. Okay, they're still but going not, with Todd Collins, even though he was completely yes. and utterly ineffective in his two appearances this year. Yes. I mean, he was bad. Coach, forget ineffective. Ineffective is one thing. Handing the ball <laughs> to the other team is yep. a total other yep. one. And basically, I will, I will tell you this. If Jay Cutler gets knocked out of this game, turn your television off and start <laughs> le- and learn the game tiddlywinks or something like that because it's not going to be a good day for the Chicago Bears. If Jay Cutler gets hurt, uh, remember Northwestern women's basketball hosting Minnesota 3 o'clock on Sunday. That's probably that's what everybody should do at that point if Jake Butler gets hurt in this game. Oh goodness! So, uh, but I, you know, all kidding aside, I do think we forget the backup quarterback because you you spend all time analyzing and and these teams spend all week, you know, for the big big matchup, and you're literally one hit away, and it can happen. We all know pretty easily. You're one big hit away from all of a sudden some guy nobody's talked about all week stepping in big dog and he's not the field goal kicker he's not the left tackle he's playing the most important position on the field i think we forget about the backup quarterback too often yeah and don't forget that both of these quarterbacks have uh, suffered concussions already this year yeah both of these quarterbacks were running for touchdowns last week mm-hmm. okay so it's quarterbacks that will get out of the pocket and run a little bit mm-hmm. and and i i know one thing if uh Aaron Rodgers is running, and Julius Peppers has him in his sights. Julius Peppers isn't going to be thinking, oh, I better go easy on him because I might get a fine. No, he's going to launch into him. He's going to, mm-hmm. he's going to hit him as hard as he possibly can. So, uh, uh, By the way, throw, throw a shout-out to my son uh, uh, Kevin out there, Big Doug, who suffered a concussion last weekend, and hopefully he'll be home after finals today uh, listening to the, to the show. Oh, that, that's one of the yeah. worst. Injuries. I feel for you, young man. Yeah. That's that's not good. Concussions are not a good thing. He so. got it to, despite my parental warning, they went out to the uh, the sled hill. And I'm going to give Dave Olson some advice here. But uh, this was uh, late at night, like a, you know, ten o'clock. They go flying over to the sled hill. Be careful, you know. Be careful. They they run out of there with five or six, and of course they come back an hour later. Both Kevin and another girl that was in the group both. Nailed their heads badly. He couldn't remember what happened. Concussion. I mean, he's going to be all right and everything. But I will tell you this, Big Doug. You don't have kids. David Olson, you've got two young kids. Uh, A, from a danger standpoint. And B, if you just want some good entertainment, go bring a nice comfortable chair on a nice snowy day and go and just sit at a sled hill and watch what goes on. Because a busy public sled hill, Big Dog, which rarely has supervision, it is like a, it's, it's like a, what do they have in WWF, like that Battle Cage Royale when they got 32? Yeah, the Battle Royale, <laughs> Coach, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, it's it's unbelievable. you got little kids, you got teenagers, sleds going down, people killing each other. It's quality entertainment as long as it's none of your kids getting killed. You, you know, I, I'm glad you brought that up. When I played ball at McMurray, <laughs> our football stadium was in, like, uh, in this, like, huge, it was beautiful, this little valley in, in central Illinois, and, mm-hmm. and there was a really, really, really big hill that if you stood, you can look into the stadium with. Well, on top of that hill, obviously, when it snowed, I mean, we're talking, this hill is 300 yards long, and it's, wow. it was really, really high. You can see for miles at the top of this hill. Wait a minute, 
300 feet or 300 yards? 300 yards, Coach. That's not a hill. That's a mountain. Well, I mean, it was elongated. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it was it was really steep if you went towards the stadium, mm-hmm. and it was really, really long if you went to our parking lot. Okay. Okay. So, I don't know. It's hard for me to describe this, but that, it was like our stadium was at the end of this valley. Okay. We were called the Highlanders, and we were in a valley, and we had to look up at it. So that never made sense <laughs> to me. Well, you know, we would go every year. We'd take the, we'd run as fast as we can, dive down the hill. Well, one year, somebody, not us, not our group, but somebody stole a highway sign, Coach. Uh-oh. You know, like, exit, blah, blah, blah here. I can't explain to you how big those signs are. Those signs that are hanging above the highways, you're like, oh, yeah, this pretty big. No, those things are like, uh, no, I'm not kidding you. They're like 10 by 25. Okay, they're gigantic. Oh, well, we but they're also really heavy, so we would have to take like three or four of us football players. We'd have to pick it up and run with it and dive. We we were able to get twenty two people on one of those times, and we went and we went down the steep side. Okay, coach. Well, next thing you know, bodies are flying off of that. We hit our football fence, and luckily we we hit it on the part of the chain like we went right through the thing. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I can still hear. Jimmy Walker, yes, that's his name. Jimmy Walker screaming, "I'm under the fence! I'm under the fence!" <laughs> Jimmy Walker, a tragic story, coach. Jimmy Walker had sex one time before he graduated from college. Uh-huh. That one time, he got his girlfriend pregnant. Okay, and then the the grandmother, the girl's daughter, killed the baby. What? I'm not kidding. You. That's a, it's unreal. So every time I see Jimmy Walker. That's the story everybody else remembers. I always remember. No, he's the guy that was stuck under the fence. Wow, you put it. You Isn't put it, it rather. Can you, imagine, can you imagine being 22 years old? You've had sex once in your whole entire life. You got your girlfriend pregnant, and then the the grandmother killed the baby. Wait, the, the grandmother did what to the baby? Killed C I L L E D. Well, that's kind of a gruesome end to what was a little bit yeah, of a humorous it. story. It starved, starved oh. the baby to death. But oh, saying, no, that's, that's why and everybody else talks about Jimmy Walker. Wow. They always bring up the story about killing the baby, and I always just say, he's All under right. the fence. He's under the fence. I like the visual of do the same thing. I like the visual of twenty-two guys going down on a highway sign down a three-hundred-yard sled hill. That's a that's a good look. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a lot of girls on top of the on top of it. It was pretty funny. Were there were there people at the bottom? See, were the public sled hills? What makes it so creative, so interesting, and so entertaining is you got the people at the bottom who finish their run while the other people are coming down, and the little kids who are huh. Then they got it. They, they're getting jumped over by people. Oh yeah! I mean, you literally have to. You can't celebrate your run. You got to finish your run and get out of the way. And the rookies out there and the kids, who you know, delay for like three, four, five, six seconds, you will have a missile coming at you. And uh, again, as long as it's not one of your kids, it's tremendous entertainment to watch. You got to keep your head on a swivel, coach. You really do. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Are you one of those people that actually like uh, will will bring because? I don't know which one is exactly the They got the magic carpet pretty fast, but if you get on the magic carpet, it ain't perfectly smooth. Mm-hmm. Those things are horrible. Okay. Yeah. Now you got your old rosebud style sled. You know what I mean? The wooden <laughs> ones with the. Uh, no. Don't bring those, those to, a, to a place with a lot of people. Those things are like lethal weapons. Yeah, yeah. No, the wooden things, ones with the metal point? I don't even yeah. think they make those anymore. Uh, they shouldn't. I've seen a few kids bring those out there. I'm seriously, those things. Again, if you're on your own and no one's around, God bless you. But those things yeah. are, are I mean, those things. I don't know if they have the most speed, 
But if it's a choppy run, yep. those are by far the best, Coach. By far, because <laughs> the weight is distributed and out further. Uh-huh. You, you know what I'm saying? Without a doubt, the fastest ones, but these are horrible if it's not a, a, a nice play, are those the saucers. Yeah. So you run and you dive on the saucer, and especially if you take a w, some WD-40 oh, yeah. straight on the bottom of the saucer. Yep. Whoa. And then, that, now, are you, a, are, are you a straight-down saucer guy, or do you like, uh, what's the amusement park ride where you go round and round, you spin yourself? The, the, uh, the teacup. No, like the, the teacups. Or are you a teacup guy and like to spin the saucer as you go down? No, no, I because I, I try to get as, as fast as I possibly yep. I okay. run and hold it in the, my left hand because it's a little longer and <laughs> jump and try to land on the saucer. And trust uh-huh. me, Coach, I have missed before and just landed and stuck at the top. And it, and it really? Because on, on a good icy sled hill, I was... timing thing. You, you can't always get that right. Even even the greatest can mess up the, the actual landing when you're launching like I, I try yes. to. Yes, but even if you miss, if you're on a good icy sled hill, even if you miss, it's no big deal because you can still go flying down on your rear end. That's not as much fun when then you have to wait for the saucer to come all the way down really slow, and Mm -hmm. you have to miss all the people that are trying to hit you as you. And trust me, you know how it happens. Those people get hit on purpose. Mm -hmm. It's not, oh, I accidentally hit you. It was half on accident and half the fact that you decided not to move. Oh, goodness. 888-463-6748, folks. The phone number here, two guys at a mic, talkzone.com. Final couple of minutes tomorrow. Make sure you join us football Friday. We'll make our Beat the Schmoes football pick. By the way, Big Dog, we need to uh, set some rules for tomorrow. Now, typically in Beat the Schmoes, we pick three football games. Tomorrow there's only two. So I think what we've done in the past, Dog, is, is the listeners and the Schmoes, us, can pick any other game or event in sports, you can pick a college basketball game. So we'll go with the two football games and then a third sporting event of your choice. Is that legit? Sounds good. Sounds good. Now, are we doing over-unders also, two coasts possibly? Well, we could do that. do that. Absolutely. Okay. What is the uh, – I'm just going to take a guess. Bear, Packer, over-under. I'm not very good. I don't know what they are, so we won't get the answer until tomorrow. Right, I'm going to guess, what would you think, 45? Well, I would definitely take the under in that. I'm thinking Bears over-unders probably Forty is what 40. I would. Think. Okay, Pittsburgh and Jets. I'm going to guess probably similar. Forty, forty-five for both games. Yeah, I would think thirty-eight for the the Jets. The thirty-eight. Field. Yeah. All right. I, if it's thirty-eight, I might go the over. Yeah, it was twenty-two yeah. seventeen when they originally and played. Why would so. you? And I know the you know oh Bears Packers defense. You know ah the cold weather and everything. But if you watch the T's play of recent, anyways, both offenses got it going, big dog. I would think the if it's a thirty-eight or forty-point over/under, the way well, the offenses the, are turning out yards and touchdowns, I think I'd go over. Well, there was thirty-seven points scored in their first game. There was thirteen points scored in their second game. Good point. A total of fifty points in Good two point. games. Good point. The weather will be bad. David Olson, uh, do we have an official? Yeah, forty-three point five on Chicago Green Bay. Interesting. Thirty-eight point five on Pittsburgh, wow. New York. Thirty-eight point five. All right, right up front, I was, big dog. I was really close to the the Pittsburgh and the Jets one. Mm-hmm. I would I would take the under in the at forty-three point five with the Bears Packers. Mm-hmm. Definitely take that under. Weather going to be a factor, and uh, one of our emailers writes in uh, Chucky from Cincinnati. Thanks for listening, Chucky. www.twoguysmike.com, our website. Um, the over unders are they're garbage calls, coach. If you watch the Jets versus Indianapolis, the score was 17-16. She was like, oh, a defensive battle. There were seven possessions in the whole entire game. 
Okay, the, the for the for the Indianapolis Colts, they had seven possessions, yet they scored uh, a touchdown and three field goals in those seven possessions. That's four scores. Mm-hmm. You know, they only they only they punted twice and they missed a field goal once. And then there's the there's the Pittsburgh Baltimore game where everyone's like, "Wow, can you believe there was 55 points scored?" Yeah, I couldn't believe it myself. There was only 300 yards of offense in the whole entire football game. You know what I mean? So, like, one game, the offense was played awesome, 33 points were scored. Another game, they played horrible, and 55 points were scored. So, over-unders are difficult, is all I'm saying, Coach. Mm-hmm. They're really right. hard. So, maybe a little advice for our Beat the Schmoes listeners not to go that route. Tomorrow, uh, Cincinnati Chuck brings up a good question. Final one of the day, Big Dog, about 30 seconds to answer. Aaron Rodgers was absolutely brilliant. Indoors in Atlanta, how much will the weather, the cold, and the wind and the conditions affect the brilliance of Aaron Rodgers in the passing game? Very little, Coach. You're talking about Green Bay coming to Chicago. They can definitely handle that. I know Aaron Rodgers is a a, a California kid, but he has got a rocket for an arm. So the the blistering uh, temperatures, the the, the horrible wet, uh, wind that you get here at Soldier Field. Very, very, very little effect when you're talking about you got an arm like Dan Marino that Aaron Rodgers has. Very good. Big dog outstanding job yesterday. You angered a lot of our listeners and a couple of our guests uh, today. I think you did the entire 56 minutes without insulting anybody. And uh, Dr. Rash in the back, I think you're you're, you're back in good with our in-studio doctor, Dr. Rash in the back. Well, he didn't say anything stupid today, I don't think. Yep. Tomorrow, by the way, we're going to check in with our... uh, uh, Chicago Bear equipment manager, I think uh, Frank Fungi, is going to be one of our guests. We're going to talk to him and see if we can get an idea of what kind of cleats they're going to be wearing. His nickname uh. is Foots. Frank Foots Fungi will be joining us. Big Dog, have a great day, okay? We'll talk to you tomorrow. Sounds good, Coach. God bless you. David Olson, tremendous job. Two guys in a mic, TalkZone.com, signing off. Thank you so much for listening. Have an outstanding day.